Happy New Year to all of you. I hope that you ring in the new year with something fun to do and someone or someones that you love. My wife and I rented a house in Massachusetts on the way to Cape Cod. We are on a river in a little cottage with lots of windows to watch the water and the goose. We did go out to eat on New Year's Eve and we like to do the senior citizen style, go out early and eat and get home early to relax. We played some games and watched a movie and hit the hay just before midnight. But we had a really good relationship day. We didn't just go out to eat and chat about random things or other people or even past memories. What we did do was share some stories from our long ago past before we met. And we related those stories to a piece of our personality now. We gave a little bit more explanation to why we think the things that we think and why we fear certain things. We also talked about when we are triggered by something, exactly what that feels like in our body. We really like to challenge each other a little bit and to work on our relationship long term. And we talk about that too. We appreciate that we are both willing to work on the relationship. So as we ate and talked yesterday, we came up with a few ground rules for ourselves and for our new year. They are things that we want to remind ourselves about our relationship. When we remember these rules, they are designed to keep us in the state of mind that we want to be in as we approach each other, talk to each other, and work out challenges together as they come up. Our plan for these self-imposed and agreed-upon rules is to write them, print them, and put them somewhere where we can remind ourselves of them. We want to have visuals to remind us that we have decided on these as our beliefs, our roots of what we truly deeply believe. Eventually, I think that I might make these into pretty signs or something more permanent to keep up in our living space so that we see them often. The trick of this is to see them, read them, think them, remind ourselves of them daily. That way, when we have moments when we are at odds with each other or we feel triggered by something that the other one of us says or does, these deep beliefs will hopefully pop up into our mind as a reminder, as a guide to steer us through those moments. They can challenge the sensitive thoughts that pop into our brain to show those as not our true beliefs. Okay, time for the five rules, and you will see how they can work. The first one is the most basic one that came to mind as the rule that we want to remind ourselves the most often. We are on the same theme. That's it. Short and simple. There are many, many times when we might find ourselves in a little moment where the other person is frustrating or aggravating us. In those moments, we might be tempted to show annoyance or to have a tone in our voice when we say something. Those are the moments when we want to remember we are on the same team. We can remind ourselves. We can remind each other. I think that this is one thing 
that helps us to remember that we continue to wake up every day and choose each other. We don't choose to separate or to leave. We want to be together and we want to be a team. We have each other's backs and life happens. Things happen, frustrations happen. And through it all, we want to continue to live by this rule and to keep it in the back of our minds at all times. We are walking through life with a partner and with a teammate. We are on the same team. The second rule is one that we want to remind ourselves of in the hustle of day-to-day busy life. We can tend to get overwhelmed by a lot of things on our task list and multiple priorities. When we try to connect, While we are attending to other tasks, we often find that we tell each other things and the one listening is not really listening. Five minutes later, the person who was supposed to be listening asks the speaker a question about the very thing that was said. The listener reveals herself as someone who was definitely not listening. That is how this rule was born. It's one thing at a time. This rule was created specifically about listening to each other. As we talked about it, we realized that it is a necessary rule for many other things in our day-to-day life to help us to feel organized, peaceful, and focused. It can prevent us from feeling overwhelmed as we try to multitask or activity hop and feel scattered from starting one thing, moving on to another thing, and then starting a third thing and not finishing any of them. We talked a lot yesterday at our New Year's Eve dinner about my wife's ADD and why her brain works the way that it does. It feels frustrating to her that she can't control it in a way to make it just go away. So the next best thing, to focus on one thing at a time and to come up with a strategy to gently, kindly focus our attention back when it wanders as it will do. The phrase one thing at a time can be her mantra when her ADD brain is saying that this activity over here is more important at this moment than the one that we are trying to complete. Rule number three, be here with me. This rule, we decided to make a separate rule, even though it is kind of related to the first two rules. I'll give you a funny example of when this one is needed. The other night we were watching a movie. I get very focused on the movie and I have gotten my wife to comply to my request to pause the movie before talking to me. Her ADD brain very often has her thinking about other things or trying to do or focus on other things while the movie is on. Me, I'm hyper-focused on the movie. When I get thrown off when she talks to me and I'm trying to listen to the movie and to her at the same time. So she will now pause the movie first and then talk to me. The other night she paused the movie and said to me, Hey, did we order Triscuits with the groceries? My reaction was to laugh and laugh. 
which got her laughing. It was funny to me that I was so into the movie and what they were saying and what they were showing and interpreting all of their body language and their facial expressions. And she was over there on the other side of the couch thinking about our grocery order. But as we were having these deep conversations at dinner yesterday, I admitted to her that underneath the humor that I saw, I felt a little bit hurt that she wasn't mentally there with me. It felt a little bit like I was watching the movie alone and she was just in the room, but not really there with me. And as she explained how it feels to be her in that moment, it was clear that it was equally frustrating to her to be feeling like she wasn't there with me watching the movie. Her mind wanders and she feels like she has no control over that. So we came up with this rule, not as any kind of judgment for having a wandering brain, but as that kind of gentle, come back to me reminder to be here with me. It's kind of like the idea of meditating and watching your thoughts come in and out of your mind like a news ticker tape. It's important to let them come in and go through and go out again without judging yourself for having them. So as we sit and watch a movie, of course her mind is going to wander onto different topics and she might forget herself and pick up her phone and start looking at something else. But be here with me is just a gentle reminder that I can say to bring her back over to whatever it is that we are doing. And she can use it the same way for me to keep me focused if I do the same thing. Phones can be a big distraction right now sometimes. And when someone texts us, our response is that it is something that we have to pay attention to right at that moment. And sometimes when you are doing something with your partner, that can be perceived as disrespectful or inappropriate when you are in the middle of something in which they feel like they have your focus. Respecting each other is something that is important to us. Those are the first three. Here is rule number four. Listen to understand. Most people, when not distracted, do listen when someone is talking. However, we most often listen to respond. We are listening, yes. But at the same time, what we hear is triggering our past situations and our memories and our ideas. So we are getting our next response all loaded up in our mind. So when the speaker stops talking, we are ready to go with something to say. But what happens when we listen to respond is that once we are creating our response, we really stop listening so hard. We might really hear the beginning words, but then not so much the end. When we listen to understand, we are not getting ready to speak. We are still listening to the other person, and we might be summarizing in our head exactly what their meaning is. So if we were going to give it back to them, 
in the form of what I've heard you say is this. Then we know what they said and we get it. If we don't get it, then we probably will have a clarifying question in mind. We can ask for more information or for the speaker to make something clearer to us. Listening to understand will help us to put ourselves in the other person's shoes and see what they are saying from their perspective. It can help us to feel more empathy as we don't immediately get defensive or get ready to explain why we think differently about that point or why we think that our opinion of the topic is better than their opinion of the topic. But instead, it can help us to truly understand their side and their opinion and help us to bite our tongue sometimes and not always have to offer our own opinion. Once you practice this technique and get better at it, it can be surprising to listen to other people listen. You will begin to notice how often when someone is talking, Immediately when they finish what they are saying, how many people are dying to jump in and offer their own story, and how few times someone jumps in to ask a clarifying question or to ask for more information. Most people want to turn the conversation to their own example. The last rule that I have for you is. I choose my response. I'll explain what I mean by this. Let's say that Dina says something to me in a way that I don't like. I could get triggered. I could get defensive. I could judge her for saying it that way, for feeling that way, or for just being rude in my mind. But instead of judging, reminding myself that I choose my response can help to take me out of judgment and give me back a sense of control. I can't control what Dina thinks or how she says things, but I can totally control whether or not I am going to feel victimized by something that she says. Now, just because I can't control her also doesn't mean that I can't talk about it or request for her to say something in a different way, or even just to share how what she said lands for me. I can choose how I want to respond. One thing that we talked about yesterday is that feeling triggered by the other person might only come when we are unsure or unconfident of how to respond to it or how to handle it. It shows that we need practice in what to do or what to say when one of us talks or does something that makes us feel that way. It really isn't the other person making us feel triggered. The triggered feeling comes when we see or hear what they do or say, and then we have a thought about it that makes us feel triggered. It's a sign that we need to think about and practice how we want to respond. So the reminder, I choose my response, 
can help us to remember that our focus should not be on the other person and how what they said or did was wrong, but the focus can be on ourselves, learning how to confidently respond to those words or behavior, that we can use the opportunity to continue growing as a person and as a partner. It's a reminder that it's important to us to keep our eyes on the long game and on the goal to have a good relationship in the long term, and not always just our comfort in the immediate moment. That's what I have for you today and for the beginning of this new year, folks. I hope that you find it helpful for you in your relationship or in your life right now. Those five rules, I will give them to you again, are one, we are on the same team. Two, one thing at a time. Three, be here with me. Four, listen to understand. And five, I choose my response. I am going to be putting them up around our house and you can take the ones that you want to use or just use this for inspiration to create your own with your partner. Even if you just want to make rules to remind yourself of the things that you want for your four beliefs. You can do that too. Happy New Year to all of you and have a great week.